listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Welcome to the inner life as we carry on in our winter pledge drive, inviting you to give from the heart. Let's begin this hour, as always, during our pledge drives with a memorare. Please pray with me in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, again, welcome to The Inner Life. My name is Patrick Conley. So grateful that you are joining us today. Got a question for you, though. What was the first prayer you learned by heart? If I had to guess, my first guess would be it was the Our Father. And now, some years on, I hope you're still praying it regularly, at least daily. Why? Well, because it's a storehouse of spiritual treasures that both inspire meditation and contemplation and challenge us to move more deeply into a relationship with our Heavenly Father. It is a prayer not just to be prayed, but to be lived. So today on the program, we're focusing in on the Our Father, how to pray it well and how to live it well in all of its riches. Guiding our conversation today is our spiritual director, Father Rob Kroll. Father Kroll is a Jesuit priest and the director of spiritual formation at St. Francis de Sales Seminary in Milwaukee. Good to be speaking with you again, Father. Welcome back to the program. Thank you, Patrick. Good to be with you today and all of our listeners as well. Looking yeah. forward to exploring this uh, such a fundamental prayer for us as, as Christians. Exactly. I feel like we could dedicate an entire week to this prayer, uh, at least. If not, easily, but, uh, easily. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, obviously, this is the prayer that our Lord taught his disciples, that our Lord effectively taught us um, through them, of course. Um, but again, would you agree with my assessment that it's not just a prayer to be prayed, but it is to be lived as well? Very much so. And I think one of the dangers we face as Christians is we pray the Our Father so often that we recite it quickly and kind of mindlessly. And so we have to slow it down and really ponder what we're saying. And then, as you say, we have to live it out in our daily life. And some of these petitions that are contained in the Our Father are, are pretty challenging. You know, I'm sure we'll get, we'll get into them in the, in the course of the program. But even to say something like, forgive us our sins as we forgive those you know, who trespass against us. I mean, that's pretty daunting. We're saying that we, we kind of expect God to forgive us in the measure that we forgive others. And so there's a very much of a challenge there to live that out uh, in our daily life. And, and that's true of, of all of these uh, elements of the, of the prayer. Yeah, very good. Well, I know that the even the first words have been arresting to some of our saints. I mean, it's been told us that, you know, they couldn't even get beyond the Our Father without being right. moved to tears about that. So let's talk about that. That's a good place to start, right? What does it mean to call God Our Father? Yeah. Well, both of those words are important. I mean, if we start with the word Father, um, you know, the word Abba really is, the, is what's being translated there. And Abba could almost be translated as as daddy. It's kind of a very uh, a term of great intimacy. So to call God our Father is different than saying God is our Creator, for example. It's it's a uh, it's a relational term. Uh, it's an address of a very trustful love. To call God our Father means that somehow I am His son or His daughter, and so we want to approach our God as as a child and not a childish, but as a in a childlike, trusting and humble manner. And, you know, sometimes on retreats, I have people that will tell me, you know, my, my father, my earthly father, you know, he was um, uh, an alcoholic or he was abusive or he was absent from my life. And, and so calling God father is difficult for me. And, and that kind of makes sense to me. But uh, I, I like to turn that on its head and say that it's by welcoming God's fatherhood and God's um, uh, love for us as a father that, that that can actually bring a lot of healing to our own wounded um, selves and and help heal some of that, maybe that family of origin uh, wound that we might still carry. So, um, yeah, it's a beautiful, you know, at Mass, when we Catholics celebrate Mass, uh, the priest says, um, 
you know, we dare to say, those are the words that we, that he says right before we recite the Our Father together. And, right. and there yep. is, there is something very audacious, very bold about calling God our Father. It's like, uh, it's, it's not as if we have to cringe in terror before God, but we're, we're actually saying, wow, God uh, loves me like a father. And so there's something very intimate and beautiful about that. There's something about his nearness. But, at, but again, at the same time, we don't want to take that for granted or be presumptuous. Like what, what a bold thing that we're, we're able to actually call on the, the, the ground of all being, the one who is perfect, who is all powerful. He allows us to call him uh, not just king or warrior or shepherd, which are all images or metaphors, but in in some sense, God, Father is God's very name. And um, so anyway, and it implies a lot about us, right? So if God's our Father, I am His beloved Son, I am His beloved daughter, and, and we believe as Catholics that that is what our fundamental identity is, and it, and it's given to us in baptism. Yeah, and then well, the other word. Right. Oh, go ahead, please. Yeah, please. No, yeah. Well, that's you were just you're just hitting on what I was going to ask about, which is yes, in a sense, he is our father because he is our creator, as you said. But but most especially when we've been baptized, we've been incorporated into the life of his very son, into our right. Lord, into Jesus's life, right? And so we, as adopted children, in that way, that we are indeed sons and daughters of the father. Father. Exactly, exactly. And I know, you know, we all hear this and we kind of know it in our intellects, but to really receive that identity and to believe it, you know, in the, in our, in our bones, that's, that's a difficult order. You know, I work with seminarians all the time as spiritual director and, you know, many of these guys, they do struggle to really believe that God has that uh, awesome, tender love for them as a father and that they are truly, they know their beloved sons, but to really live that out again, as you were saying, living it out every day and, and not, you know, avoiding the self-berating and the self-hatred and condemnation as if we're not really those sons. And then that's not to say we're perfect. Of course, we do sin and, and we can kind of, in a sense, damage that relationship with the father. But again, think about the prodigal son story and how the father just longs for the son to return. And, and when he does, he doesn't even let him finish his prepared speech. He's so delighted that he's come back. And so that's how, that's how God is with each one of us. And if God is our father and we are his sons and daughters, that also implies something about our relationship with one another, that we're, first of all, we're also brothers or sisters of Jesus Christ, his son. Yeah. But then that also makes us, you know, brothers and sisters to one another. And, and again, that that's challenging because it means we have to actually treat each other as members of the same family and, and with love and charity. So, yeah, so we, we could spend the whole month talking about just what Father, yeah. you know, means. But, but exactly. the other word, you know, our Father is, uh, again, it, it's uh, our, not my Father. We intentionally say our Father. So, it, again, it implies this relationship within the body of Christ. We're a member. We become a son or daughter through baptism of the Heavenly Father and a brother or sister to Jesus Christ, but we also then become a member of the body of Christ, kind of a cell within that body. So yeah. every time we pray the Our Father, we, we can be conscious that we're kind of stepping into this river of prayer. I mean, at any one moment, uh, all around the world, there, there might be thousands or millions of Christians who are uh, joined in that same prayer in the church. And, and, yeah. um, and there's a yeah. challenge there, too. We have to work to overcome divisions among you know, the Christian church is, is divided and it's fractured. And so if we really are all sons and daughters of, of that same father, we need to be working hard ecumenically to try to overcome some of our, of our div, uh, divisions. Yeah. Amen. Challenges galore here as we're talking about living out the Our Father today on the program with our spiritual director, Father Rob Kroll. If you have some insights into the Our Father, if it's become a favorite prayer of yours for a particular reason, we'd love to hear from you. Our toll-free studio line is 888-914-9149. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, again, 888-914-9149. That line is sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters. You can also send us an email, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. Let's take a brief pause here and listen to a message now from our executive director here at Relevant Radio, Father Rocky. Hi, Father Rocky here. Winter Pledge Drive is underway, and we've got matching funds this hour so your gift gets doubled. Please help us with our operating costs by making a tax-deductible donation at RelevantRadio.com or on the app or by calling 877-291-0123. We have a special gift for you. If you can give it the $50 a month level, it's an ornate walnut wall crucifix. 
This wall crucifix has a solid brass inlay and a gold finished corpus on it. It also comes in a gift box, just in case you'd like to give it to someone special. This pledge drive, we ask you to imitate our Lord by giving from the heart, just as he did for all of us. Give at the $50 a month level for the beautiful wall crucifix at RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app, or give us a call at 877-291-0123. Your gift this hour is matched dollar for dollar. Please give from the heart to Relevant Radio. The Relevant Radio Give from the Heart Pledge Drive continues. Neil Robbins stepping in to uh, help out Patrick Conley this hour. More with uh, Patrick and Father Rob Kroll on uh, living out the Our Father coming up just a moment here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We, I mean, we had a big hour last hour. Patrick and Mary just, uh, you know, blew the doors off with, with all the generous giving. But we can't let them have all the fun, Patrick. We, <laughs> we can't let them have all the fun. We need to uh, break a record ourselves. So how about uh, how about we go for a new hourly record of 111 gifts oh, coming in, coming in to support the inner life this hour. We have the matching funds. Let's do it. Give from the heart right now. Great time to give. 877-291-0123 is the phone number. Or you can uh, give online, relevantradio.com or the Relevant Radio app. Any amount that you can give will be instantly doubled right now. Mm. I'm I'm excited about that as well, especially since we're in a partnership challenge, our dollar for dollar match. And that's something that we can obviously we are grateful for all of our uh, all of our generous donors who provide those matching funds for us as well. But, hey, take advantage of it right now and uh, gift in whatever amount, you know, if it can if it can be a larger amount. Of course, we love that. We love the support that you give us and you show us your for your gratitude for relevant radio and shows like the inner life where you're receiving top notch spiritual direction. And uh, but, you know, if you can only afford a little bit right now, that is uh, definitely a way of joining the family as well and giving from the heart. We'd love you to give a gift match dollar for dollar at relevantradio.com on the relevant radio app or by calling 877-291-0123. We are looking for one hundred and eleven uh, gifts, 111 people to step forward and offer a gift this hour. And uh, we're on our way, but we still got some work to do. We've got 26 right now, so that means we've got quite a few left to go. Um, we're about uh, we're about a quarter of the way there, a little bit over or a little bit under a quarter of the way there. So in this first uh, quarter of the hour, let's see if we can up that. And by halfway point, maybe we can even be beyond 50%. Again, you can give your dollar for dollar matched amount at relevantradio.com and relevant on the relevant radio app or by calling 877-291-0123. 877-291-0123 on the app or relevantradio.com shooting for a new hourly record for the inner life of 111 gifts. Thank you Sandra Oakland Maine with a $100 gift becoming 200 with our matching funds this hour. Elizabeth Sugarland Texas thank you for pitching in $20. Stephen Vista California a $33 gift. Alan St. Louis with $100 and Diana Littleton Colorado $25 and they're all brand new donors to Relevant Radio. Thank you guys very much. Give us a call right now. Please give from the heart. Give online on the app or at relevantradio.com. sing the Our Father for the rest of the hour. That might do us some good right there, Father. But we're speaking with our spiritual director, Father Rob Kroll, today on The Inner Life about living out the Our Father. What a great uh, what a great challenge it is to us every time we pray it. We may not recognize it every time we pray it, but we are talking about living out the Our Father. I tell you what, Father, let's take a phone call. Tony is calling in from Dallas, Texas. Tony, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Uh, I'm a cradle Catholic, but I have several Protestant friends, and through the years, they'll invite me to their service, and I'm glad to go. But the Our Father in the Catholic Church, we end the Our Father with, but deliver us from evil, amen. And yet in the Protestant, they continue with, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever, amen. I just wonder why there's a difference. Yeah, I think uh, historically, you know, things developed in different ways. If you look at the actual text of the Our Father in, uh, you know, in the Gospel, 
in Matthew's gospel, it uh, it doesn't include that final um, petition or that final uh, expression. So I honestly am not sure how exactly that got its way into the Protestant uh, service, but um, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that I think just historically must have, uh, you know, come in through one of the Protestant reformers uh, in, in creating their own uh, liturgy. Um, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to tell you much more than that, so I don't know. Patrick, if you well, have any, any insight well, into that. Well, it is something that we do, um, uh, especially going on into the liturgy of the Mass when we're, when we're yeah. there, that we do add yes. it after, we after do. a little yeah, interjection from the priest there as well, right? Right. I mean, this right. doxology that's that comes. That's true. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not a, history, a historian of the liturgy, so I'm not sure at what point that you know, was, was inserted, but um, uh yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm yeah. just kind of ignorant on that, to be honest. Right. Right. Well, certainly we we uh, we definitely agree with the sentiments of the doxology that's sure. uh, oftentimes in Protestant uh, traditions is added on sure. to the very end of the prayer. So, Tony, good right. question, and uh, we'll continue to uh, pray the Our Father, whether Protestant or Catholic. It's one of the things too, and maybe this is a good point, Father. Is it's one of those things that um, we can share together with our with our separated brethren, our, our Protestant brothers and sisters who are praying to our Father as well. Right. You know, I think about another very cherished prayer to us as Catholics, which is the Hail Mary. And of course, Protestants would not uh, be comfortable praying that. But the Our Father is uh, a prayer, you know, taken right out of the the gospel. And it's a prayer that we can recite with our brothers and sisters uh, who are not Catholic. And so, yeah, it's very much of a prayer that unites us. But like I said earlier, it's also a challenge to us that, um, you know, we are one in Christ, but we also lack that fullness of unity because of uh, historical divisions. And that's true with the Orthodox Church as well. So I think um, recognizing that we are all, you know, children of our one Heavenly Father, it shouldn't lead to a complacency and uh, as if uh, there's no more work to be done, you know. So mm. so I think, uh, you know, I'm I'm glad that the Catholic Church has you know, both official kind of vehicles or organizations for ecumenical dialogue, but also just on the grassroots level. Um, you know, you see like we have that week of Christian unity when maybe in our parishes, uh, you know, a, a Protestant minister might come and, and uh, speak with us. And likewise, we might be invited to uh, in, into one of their services. So I think anything we can do to kind of keep promoting that fullness of the kingdom and the unity that, that you know, Jesus prayed that they may be one. And we're yeah. not fully there yet, you know, so. Yeah. Well, recognizing the unity, just another challenge, or living that out is another challenge given to us by the Our Father. Tony, thank you for that. Thank you for uh, calling in and sharing that insight, that uh, that question as well with us. And it's something, again, that we can tie together with the, with the striving that we all do towards Christian unity as well. Um, Father, as I'm thinking about now these uh, often I'm times numbered seven petitions, seven uh, requests of the Lord during the Our Father as well. St. Augustine writes that in the Our Father, we ask not only for all the things that we can rightly desire, but also in the sequence that they should be desired. That's very interesting to me. So maybe just uh, at the outset, um, how do we order our desires or what does it mean to order our desires? Yeah, that's a good point. And I think that, uh, you know, the, the first three of these petitions concern God, and then the last four concern more of our kind of needs and our own desires for, you know, for our existence on earth and so forth. So I think um, that's what Augustine is getting at, that we, we kind of want God and, and, and heaven to be, you know, the, the priority uh, have the primacy in our life. And then when it comes to things like, you know, our daily bread and meeting our, our needs, you know, that, I mean, obviously very important, but it's kind of uh, secondary. So mm-hmm. just to take that first pos- uh, petition, for example, hallowed be thy name. Um, right. You know, we're talking right away about God himself. Uh, in the Bible, God's name often symbolizes the very being of God. And so, you know, God is the only one who makes something holy. So we're not saying that we somehow make God's name holy, but when we're saying, hallowed be thy name, we're, we're recognizing that God is holy um, and that we want to be sanctified by having that relationship uh, with him. Um, 
And uh, and again, the the word name there, hallowed be thy name. You know, to in the Bible to name like when Adam names all the animals, he has something of a of an authority and a control over those creatures. And in the Bible, you remember that you know God doesn't really reveal His name to Abraham, and then when he when he reveals it to Moses, it's I am who am, which is a very mysterious formulation. But in Jesus Christ, His Son. Um, you know, God the Father reveals himself most fully. And so it's really, again, kind of a great privilege that we have the capacity to even call upon God's name, like that God, in a way, is making himself accessible to us and kind of vulnerable, and he's creating the possibility for us to have a an intimate friendship or relationship with him. So, um, So there's a lot contained in that phrase, hallowed be thy name. Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm just reminded as you're saying that, Father, just how how many times I just quickly run through that and uh, really don't even give it a moment's thought. Uh, and, you know, shame on me. But I, I do understand that this is something that we, we, as you said at the outset, we pray so often that sometimes we we kind of miss or we largely yeah. miss uh, some of the things that are involved in it. Well, all right. Let's let's keep moving since we're uh, we're coming up on our halfway point in the hour already. Um Right. Thy, or, thy, or, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I mean, this is something that uh, that we're asking for. What does it mean for God's kingdom to come? Yeah, so, you know, uh, just fairly recently, um, uh, Pope John Paul II introduced those luminous mysteries, and so now the, the third of those mysteries is the proclamation of the kingdom. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's good news for us. And, you know, the word kingdom is really a translation of a, of a, a Greek word, basileia, which could be translated at times as, as kingship or, or reign or kingdom. So it's got kind of various uh, shades of meaning. But, um, you know, we're basically saying that in Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God has been brought very near. It's now incarnate. And so, especially for us as Catholics in the Eucharist, um, you know, the kingdom is kind of present each time that we are at Mass and each time that we receive the Eucharistic Lord. Um I think when we're talking about thy kingdom come, so it implies that it's not here yet. It is here, but it's not fully here. So there's kind of, often in theology, we talk about this like already, but not yet kind of experience. So, you know, already in the coming of Jesus Christ, God's kingdom is here. Um, We have a a feast, the very last liturgical feast of the year is the feast of, of Christ, the universal King. And in the Eucharistic preface at Mass, the priest uh, speaks about an eternal and universal kingdom, a kingdom of truth and life, a kingdom of holiness and grace, a kingdom of justice, love, and peace. So those are kind of the qualifiers or the descriptors of God's kingdom. Is that kingdom in our midst? Yes, but we know that it's it's kind of the mustard seed still, and it hasn't fully uh, blossomed, and so that won't happen until Jesus returns in glory at the end of history and time and in the parousia to kind of bring the kingdom to its full stature. But um, nonetheless, it's already begun. And and again, there's a challenge to us. You know, am I somebody that cooperates with the building of the kingdom or or do I somehow hinder the blossoming of the kingdom through my through my sin? Um, yeah. yeah. So there's a need for discernment, too. You know, like there's really more than one kingdom. I mean, the evil one, Satan, has his own kingdom, as it were. And uh, I know that my spiritual father, St. Ignatius, in the Extra Spiritual Exercises, talks about these two different kingdoms. And So anyway, we have to be discerning about what's, what's of Christ and what's of the evil one. Oh, man. Making our way through the Our Father and how to live it out well in our lives with our spiritual director, Father Rob Kroll, today here on The Inner Life. Thank you for joining us for The Inner Life here during our winter pledge drive, asking you to give from the heart. And uh, grateful that you are tuning in and listening today as well. Let's take a moment now over to my colleague, Neil Robbins. Neil, what have you got in store for us? All right. Thank you, Patrick. We are $14,000 away from the $700,000 mark of our Give from the Heart Pledge Drive. So that's one thing. You can help us uh, wipe out that $14,000 to get us to that mini goal of $700,000. Help us do that and also... Help us break a new hourly gift record. We need 111 uh, listeners of The Inner Life to step forward right now and help us break that record. We need 82 more, 82 more people to step forward to help us break that 111. And uh, hey, in the process, we'll we'll wipe out that 14000 and get us to uh, $700,000 as well. Mm-hmm. 
877-867-0123, the number to call. You can also uh, jump online, the Relevant Radio uh, app or relevantradio.com. And Patrick, we have those matching funds this hour. Any amount that anybody has and wants to give to support this mission of Relevant Radio, it's going to be doubled right now. Yeah, and that's probably the hugest incentive right now as we're looking for 82 more give, give uh, excuse me, 82 more persons to give a gift to Relevant Radio help support and help us bring Christ to the world through the media. But there's other incentives as well, um other than your own generosity, of course. If you donate online either through relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app, you get an exclusive free gift which is a brand new MP3 recorded by Father Matthew Spencer. You know, he's one of our regular spiritual directors right here on The Inner Life. Always love hearing from him. But this new MP3 is Lent, A Time for Transformation. And how timely is that for you? As we've got Ash Wednesday right around the corner uh, coming up in just over a week's time. And uh, why not go into it re- well prepared, right? We've got Father Rocky's Lenten Lessons on the Mass. That's going to be available at relevantradio.com slash Lent. But if you give a gift to relevant radio doc- through relevantradio.com, or through the Relevant Radio app in our Give from the Heart pledge drive going on right now. You'll also get this brand new MP3 from Father Matthew Spencer, Lent, A Time for Transformation. Definitely worth a listen there as well. And, uh, you know, you know I'm, uh, one of the things I'm excited about, too, is just seeing how, seeing how our, our faithful inner life listeners are responding to this. We've still, got, we've still got plenty of room, though, as we're trying to get up to that 111 uh, record amount of gifts this hour. 79 to go, 79 Inner Life fans. We need to hear from you right now. RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. This show is here for you every day, helping you on your faith journey with uh, rock-solid information from our wonderful uh, group of Catholic priests here for you every single day, donating their time, answering your questions. How much is that worth to you? Get on the phone. Show your support to Patrick Conley and to The Inner Life right now. RelevantRadio.com, the app, or call 877-291-0123. Give from the heart right now to Relevant Radio. Listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome back to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Welcome back to The Inner Life here during our Winter Pledge Drive. Thanks for tuning in and joining us. We're talking today about living out the Our Father with our spiritual director, Father Rob Kroll, Jesuit priest and director of spiritual formation at St. Francis de Sales Seminary in Milwaukee. Father Kroll, um, we we were kind of putting these things together, but you were talking so much and and so brilliantly about um, Thy Kingdom Come. You know, one of the things that really struck me or has been striking me recently is thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I used to view this as kind of, well, maybe God will snap his fingers and his will would be done everywhere, right? But uh, what I've been more convicted of recently is that, now I need to pray this in regards to my own life, right? That God's will needs to be done in my life, in my heart and mind. Yeah, that's very true, Patrick. And, you know, that word heaven, at the beginning of our Father, we say our Father who art in heaven, and we didn't really comment on that earlier. But, you know, we think about heaven as kind of a pie in the sky after you die kind of thing very often. And Mm -hmm. and heaven isn't really meant to be so much a geographical space or place, but it's it's really a, a way of being. And so when we say, you know, our Father who art in heaven, we're not saying he's somehow distant and removed from us, but he's majestic, he's transcending in his, in his holiness everything we can really know about him. But God is also here, and heaven is already here. Just like we said, the kingdom of God is already present. Um, I mean, heaven is meant to already exist in our, in our souls to the extent that the Trinity dwells there. So heaven, after we die, heaven will be brought to kind of a fullness for us. And so we long for it, we yearn for it, something down the road, as it were. But but it's not as if heaven isn't supposed to begin here. So when we say, <coughs> excuse me, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, well, how is God's will done in heaven? Well, it's done perfectly and, and joyfully, and it's done by everyone, because if you're in heaven, you're a saint. We know on earth God's will is often done you know, imperfectly and painfully and, and maybe only by, by some, and, and probably nobody, I mean, obviously nobody does it perfectly except uh, our Blessed Mother. Um, and so, so there's a call there, again, to like conform our will to God's will, and that, that may be the biggest battle that, it, that has always existed on earth, is um, obedience to God's will, you know, humbly right. surrendering my own will to His, and, 
So it's our greatest joy. I mean, when we really do the will of God, it's it's not felt as a as a straitjacket or as something that crushes us and takes away our freedom and all that. It it's it's something that fulfills us and makes us joyful and happy because we're we're designed to do God's will. That's right. That really was right. before the fall. That was natural to us. And so anyway, yeah. So Jesus says, you know, my food is to do the will of Him who sent me, and that should be our sentiment as well. We should want to do God's will in every aspect of our of our lives. Um, right. And yeah. but it, it takes it takes a kind of a new uh, new vision to, in order to understand that too, Father. Because as you were saying, and I fully believe that the will of God is not constricting. It's not, you know, it doesn't take away our freedoms. In fact, it's the very thing that grants us freedoms. And yet, sometimes when we see that lived out, well, look at the saints even today, right? So that we're honoring today, Saint Paul, Miki, and companions, mm-hmm. fellow Jesuits of yours, Father, mm-hmm. um, who yeah. gave their lives. Um, for the faith, who were who were crucified um, mm-hmm. for their belief in God and for their um, adherence to the will of God, and uh, but yet we would still understand that to be God granting us His uh, well the fullness of life. Um, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the how does how does giving our lives over to God in such ways um, how does that actually give us freedom and fulfillment. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I, from our own experience, I think we can all relate to the fact that when we don't do God's will, when we, um, you know, choose our own will over His, it, it inevitably leads us to feeling sad and and uh, feeling unsettled. And um, so, you know, I think our I think a good place to start with all this is just our own experience that when, you know, and we know we we know God's will how well we know it through. Jesus and through the scriptures, we we know it through um, official church teaching. So it's not as if God's will is completely mysterious and we have to, you know, uh, turn over every rock to find it. I mean, God has revealed a lot about His will for us um, in all kinds of ways. So it, it's one thing to know what it is, but it's another thing to embrace it and to live it out, yeah. as you say, courageously. And that. That's a tall order in our fallen state. But again, I, I would I would invite our listeners to think about their own experience of when when are they most at peace? When are they most joyful and feel kind of like they're really flourishing? Versus you know when we sin, when we when we choose evil, uh, when we lack charity, you know we at some point we just feel uh, we feel the effects of that in our mm-hmm. in our heart and in our soul. So yeah, without a doubt. Know, well, whenever I hear the phrase, give us this day our daily bread, Father, my thoughts immediately go to the Eucharist. And I don't know if I'm, if I'm right on that or not, but uh, give us this day our daily bread. It's, it seems like a very uh, basic request and at the same time, one of the most profound that can possibly be. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, Patrick. It's a both and, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. both the daily bread, which is our food for the body and and uh, all of our material needs being met. And so in saying, give us this day our daily bread, we're also, again, challenging ourselves to uh, both pray for and work for those who are starving. Uh, you know, there are literally people around the world, even today, that are dying of starvation and, and have all kinds of other material needs that aren't met. But you're right. I think as Catholics, we automatically think about uh, the Eucharist, and we're in this uh, Eucharistic um, revival time. And and so Jesus is the bread from heaven. He gives us the bread of life. And But, you know, he does multiply the bread and the, the loaves and the fishes, you know, first. I mean, too, with the, the 5,000 people that need food that day. So he does provide for that. But then it, it's meant to anticipate um, the greatest meal, uh, the greatest um bread, which is, which is the Eucharist. And, and yeah. And, you know, even that just the actual petition, give us this day, our daily bread, you know, people who, who today are asking for their daily bread are poor people. Um, and so there's, there's implied in that petition, a kind of an acceptance of our own poverty that ultimately everything we have, uh, is a gift of God and we're dependent on God for even the most basic things. And that's really good for us in the United States because we can tend to be very self-reliant and, and I think we it's all about what we do for ourselves. But, yeah, we're, we kind of come before God, as Augustine said, um, as beggars. And uh, 
So this petition highlights our poverty in the in, yeah. in the yeah so yeah and our solidarity with those who are impoverished as you were saying yeah right wonderful yeah Father Rob Carolla is our spiritual director today if you'd like to get in on the conversation asking a question about the Our Father or maybe pointing out a way that you have lived it out in your own life or a challenge to live it out in your own life we'd love to have you join the conversation at triple eight nine one four nine one four nine again eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine or send us an email inner life at relevant radio And the Lord is always working in our midst. I think we know that. But uh, many times it happens that he works in a way that is quite unexpected. We tend to call those here on Relevant Radio miracle moments. Let's take a moment to listen to another miracle moment. Here's another Relevant Radio miracle moment. I just have to tell you that I just discovered you on Relevant Radio. I spoke to you maybe 16 years ago when you were at Catholic Answers. I was contemplating coming into the church at that time. And I can't even remember what I called to ask you, Mm -hmm. but you said, welcome home. And I hadn't even pulled the trigger yet. And it just still tears me up because I think it was the first time I'd heard it. I was, you know, uh, evangelical and coming into the church was hard. I just... You're so kind, Gloria, for you to take a few minutes from your busy day to call in and share this with me. That means a lot to me. I really appreciate well, it. Well, it just that. means a lot to me that you are still there and you're still doing what you do. And we will take the world one soul at a time. And that's what you're doing. So thank you. Praise God. Touch a heart and change a soul by donating to Relevant Radio today. I love how Gloria put that in the miracle moment. One soul at a time. That's what we're doing here at Relevant Radio. Hi, it's Neil Robbins joining uh, Patrick Conley and Father Rob Kroll during this hour of The Inner Life. And we could use your help during our Gift from the Heart Pledge Drive, 877-291-0123, the phone number. Give online at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Now, we are shooting for a goal this hour of having 111, 111 Inner Life Relevant Radio fans to help us out that will uh, break our hourly record here for the inner life. Now, we also at the same time are trying to wipe out $12,000 because that will help us to get to $700,000, marching our way to that $3 million by the end of the week. So we could use some larger gifts right now of $1,000, $5,000, or $10,000. If you can help us out with one of those larger gifts, please get a hold of us, relevantradio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. That's 877-291-0123. A couple of people to thank here quickly, Patrick. Uh, Frank mm-hmm. in Stoughton, Wisconsin, with a $100 gift. We have those matching funds, so that becomes 200 John in Conway, Pennsylvania, with another 100 coming in. Uh, Jeremy, East Palo Alto, California, with 240 becoming 480 just like that with the matching funds. And Laura Gilbert, Arizona with $300 becoming 600 Take advantage of those matching funds right now. Give from the heart. Yeah, they're still coming in too. Edwin from Cupertino, California with $250. Thank you, Edwin, for that. Appreciate that very much. Anonymous from Allentown, Wisconsin, $100. Marine from Albertville, Minnesota for $240. Thank you so much for each of those gifts. We're very grateful for anything you can give. And as Neil said, dollar for dollar match right now going on. It's a partnership challenge hour, which means that it's whatever amount that you feel the Lord is leading you to give, you get it doubled right now. And some Great premiums available for certain levels at the dollar a day level. There's a book, The Ave Guide to the Scriptural Rosary. At the $50 a month level, the $600 level, you get a beautiful 10-inch walnut finish wall crucifix. Uh, with a solid brass inlay. You can check out these and all of our premiums at various giving levels at RelevantRadio.com. And while you're there, make your gift, RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app, or 877-291-0123. You know, here on The Inner Life, and I know that I'm not alone in this, it's a great show for spiritual direction. Where else are you going to get that? Spiritual direction on the radio. We would love your support and to join The Inner Life family as well by giving a gift now, RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app, or by calling 877-291-0123. Our need is $3 million. Help us to wipe that out and bring Christ to the world through the media.
Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, and to Thomas Engeser, who's taking your phone calls today, as well as to our spiritual director, Father Rob Kroll. Um, he is leading us through the consideration of living out the Our Father. It's not just a prayer to be spoken, but it's a prayer to let really get down into the interior, the inner life of how you live out your life with Christ and uh, then put that into practice as well. Father, uh, lots more to talk about, and I'm afraid we're going to run out of time, but uh, we we knew that going into it, didn't we? (laughs) We (laughs) So, well, we were talking some about give us this day our daily bread, and then um, that line, and you already made mention of this, to forgive us our trespasses, but then there's a a little hitch on there, as we Mm -hmm. forgive those who trespass against us. Wow, that sounds like a pretty tall order. Well, it does, and we know that God is mercy itself, and we know that God always forgives us, when, especially as Catholics, again, as we go to the sacrament of confession or reconciliation, so that's a beautiful reality. But, yes, there is a challenge that we can't expect God to forgive uh, our sins unless we're also willing to forgive other people who have trespassed against us. Uh, when we think about, you know, how often... God has forgiven each one of us, and the immensity of sins, not just numerically, but just the seriousness of our sins that he's forgiven every time, you know, that should spur us on to ask, you know, who am I to withhold forgiveness from others when often their sins are are much, maybe much more trivial? And I don't mean to suggest that some of us have not had serious wrongs committed against us. Um, and I'm not suggesting in any way that forgiveness is an easy process, a one one and done kind of thing. It may right. be that we have to re- repeatedly forgive somebody, especially if, if the harm they caused is serious. But it, we can't go into heaven with bitterness, uh, revengeful feelings and desires and all of that. So at some point, it needs to be worked through. I would. I want to make a clarity, a clarification here too, that we often distinguish between forgiveness and reconciliation. Reconciliation implies that I actually end up restoring a relationship with somebody who has harmed me. Sometimes uh, that isn't possible because the person who harmed me is now deceased, or I will never see them again. Jesus forgave the people who persecuted him, he never really reconciled with them. They certainly didn't want the forgiveness or see the need for it. So forgiveness is different. You know, we can extend that to someone even in our own heart, even if they're already dead or or uh, no longer a part of our life. So I think that's another important uh, truth that we, we should hold on to. So forgiveness doesn't mean ignoring or forgetting. You know, we often say forgive and forget. Well, that's not necessarily true, but um, but it is important to do what we can to really sincerely forgive people from from our hearts. So. Yeah, yeah. And we do other shows on forgiveness too, Father, and, and I appreciate that what you were just la- saying there at the end, especially, which is it's uh, forgiveness is not necessarily like we're supposed to just wipe it out from our memory as if nothing had ever happened. But at the right. same time, it is that I am not going to let what the wrong that you did to me I'm not going to let that dictate my life or I'm not going to let it dictate my feelings, you know, specifically toward you in terms of our uh, relationship, if we have a relationship. Correct. And and yeah. I think really, again, our own experience might illustrate this, that when I don't forgive, when I hold on to bitterness and grudges yeah. for a long time, it really just holds myself bound. I mean, the other person may not even you know, know what, what's going on. But, but so yeah, forgiveness is a, is a very liberating and freeing experience for, for ourselves. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, lead us not into temptation, um, <laughs> but deliver us from evil. I'm chuckling father, because, um, it seems like there's plenty of temptation in my life, even though I pray the Our Father uh, many times throughout the day. Um, it seems like there's plenty of temptation. So is God just not coming through for me in that, or am I praying it wrong, or what's going on there, Father? Well, I think we have to be aware that to, to actually ask God to take away all temptation is basically to ask for death, because that's, that's when we won't be tempted anymore. Yeah, um, that's right. No, this, and, and even the language in English is a little bit difficult, because we say, lead us not into temptation. Well, in the Greek, we could translate it more as do not allow us to enter into temptation or do not let us yield to temptation. So it's not as if God like leads us into temptation, but 
he does permit temptations. If he does so, it's always for our own good. Uh, I think, again, we know that it's, it's in being tempted, but in resisting temptation and overcoming it, that we grow in certain virtues. You know, we grow in uh, courage and fortitude, or we grow in, you know, dependence on God, because I can only resist this temptation by calling on his help. And so I think it's not that God is messing with us or desires us to sin, of course, but it's 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 like a I think I've used this maybe analogy on another program in the past, but imagine a weightlifter or any of us who wants to get you know more buff, and we go into the weight room and we start with a certain amount of weight. Well, if if a year later we're still pumping the same weight, you know we're not going to grow, we're not going to get stronger. We have to keep increasing the weight. So there's something you know in our with our bodies, our bodies grow and get stronger by resisting against a certain pressure, a certain poundage. And I think spiritually it's the same way. You know, God's kind of our personal trainer. And so he knows that the path to holiness and virtue is is often through trials and struggles and temptations. And so yeah. he's there. He's there to help us, but we have to also exercise our freedom. Um, you know, um, the scripture tells us that God won't let us be tempted beyond our strength. And, and with the temptation, he'll provide a way of escape, you know, that we might endure it. Uh, that's in 1 Corinthians 10. And and so I think that's important to realize that, you know, if if we're tempted beyond our strength, it's because we've probably blustered our way into a situation that God never intended us to be in. And so we have to be careful, too, about um, avoiding, you know, situations of temptation that are probably going to be excessive for us. And so we have to be humble enough to say, you know, maybe I just can't have that drink tonight because I know from experience it leads to, you know, six more. And so, so we, you know, we can't expect God to sort of magically um, whisk us out of every temptation situation either, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, we have to be kind yeah. of prudent and, and discerning there. Yeah, I can appreciate that, and I and I appreciate what you're saying about that, specifically about uh, the allowing temptations so that we might continue to grow in Him. Mm-hmm. And yet, I mean, that's the same kind of thing that we do when we're praying, say, the act of contrition, right? Avoiding the near occasion of sin. So, right. um, yeah, we we find it, or at least I find it on my own, <laughs> pretty easily. Oh, yeah. We, um, we and, do. Uh, yeah, Lord help me, right? Well, um, and and I guess when, speaking of confession, Father, this is a question I've had. So sometimes the Our Father will be assigned as a penance. Sometimes it's numerous Our Fathers that are assigned as a penance. I've had priests do have that, but I think one of the things that I have appreciated about a penance that's been assigned to me in the in the sacrament of confession is I want you to pray one Our Father, but I want you to pray it slowly and mm-hmm. thoughtfully on right. each phrase. And that seems to me to be, I mean, really powerful in terms of helping me to kind of refocus back in, to accept the absolution that Christ, of course, was won for me on the cross, but then to focus back in on what should be my focus. Totally. You know, it's interesting you say that because my spiritual father, St. Ignatius, in his spiritual exercises, he actually encourages us to take the Our Father and to just spend as much time as we need on just the word father, you know, pondering it, relishing it. And then if we have time, we can go on to another part of the, our father. But he, he says that, you know, we could actually take up the entire hour just going through the, our father. And, and, and uh, one of the most popular saints, St. Therese of Lisieux in her autobiography story of a soul, she writes this. Sometimes when I am in such a state of spiritual dryness that not a single good thought occurs to me, I say very slowly the Our Father or the Hail Mary, and these prayers suffice to take me out of myself and wonderfully refresh me. So we can take the Our Father. Yeah, we should. We should all once in a while pray the Our Father very thoughtfully and prayerfully so that when we do recite it more quickly, that meaning is still there. Can we get a really quick blessing from you, Father? Sure, I'd be happy to. Heavenly Father, you who are our Father, we ask you to send down your Holy Spirit upon all of us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Another terrific hour of The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio with Patrick Conley and our guest today, Father Rob Kroll, your spiritual director 
uh, Living Out the Our Father. Great hour of programming, which uh, you get every day here on The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Hi, it's Neil Robbins asking you to give from the heart. We only have a few minutes left in the hour, about five minutes left, and we're only $10,000 away from crossing that $700,000 mini goal that we have for the hour. So we could still use a couple of larger gifts of $1,000, $5,000, maybe even $10,000. We have uh, matching funds in play for at least the next five minutes. So take advantage of that uh, matching, uh, those matching funds right now. Get a hold of us, 877-291-0123. That's 877-291-0123. Or it takes about a minute to give at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Help us wipe out that, that $10,000 to help us get to that mini goal of $700,000 in the next five minutes. Yeah, I, I think we can do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's uh, yep, it's time to pull the boots on and get her done. Thank you, Neil, for that. You know, I am I am grateful. I have been grateful even from before the time that I was actually Catholic. I was grateful for the inner life. And I know a lot of people still to this day come up and ask me, you know, Patrick, where can I get where can I get a spiritual director? And it's a hard question to answer because, um, yeah, we need more spiritual directors in our life and in our world right now. But here's a place that you can get it for an hour every day right here on Relevant Radio. You can get some great spiritual direction around some very important and pertinent topics, some very relevant topics to your spiritual life here on The Inner Life. Help us to continue to bring that to you by giving a gift at RelevantRadio.com through the Relevant Radio app or by calling 877-291-0123. We are, we are in need of this $10,000, as Neil was saying, to bring us to the next, uh, to the $700,000 level. And yeah, we need to get going because we're to the second day into the pledge drive and we're only 23% to our $3 million needs. So we have a lot, long ways to go. We're a little behind the pace. So if you can call in and give a gift right now. It is matched dollar for dollar during this partnership challenge. Go to relevantradio.com, the relevant radio app, or Neil 877-291-0123. And want to thank Carol in Lake St. Louis, Missouri. She is tipping in, uh, chipping in $500, becoming yeah. 1000 Thank you so much, Carol. And Lorna in San Antonio, Texas said, okay, I'll do 500 500 as well from Lorna. Thank you so much. Another $1,000 to Relevant Radio with our matching funds. Whatever amount you can do is uh, is fine, uh, whether it's uh, 500 or maybe only $5 or $50. Whatever it happens to be, it's going to be doubled right now. But you need to get a hold of us. We have matching funds for about another three minutes or so. RelevantRadio.com. You can give there on the app or 877-291-0123. Talking about uh, this hour, living out the Our Father, the uh, the prayer that our Lord taught us, and uh, a central image or icon of our faith is that of Christ on the cross. And we have a, a beautiful wall crucifix available for you. Maybe that's a thank you gift that you would like to, to have for $50 a month. $50 a month we have the uh, the wall crucifix. It is a beautiful crucifix uh, that you can hang in your home. It's uh, simple, but you know it's attractive. It's ten inches tall, deep walnut finish. It has a brass inlay and uh, gold finished corpus. And you can check it out online uh, and and get yourself one at relevantradio.com or or the app eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. Still trying to whittle away that ten thousand dollars before the hour's out, Patrick. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, sometimes I think the the simpler crucifixes are the more attractive ones oftentimes. Mm -hmm. They at least lead me more deeply into prayer or more easily or readily into prayer. So I am grateful for those simple crucifixes. Again, that is available as a premium given at the $50 a month level or $600 for the year. And that can be given at RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app, or by calling 877-291-0123. And of course, I mean, that's all all in support of Relevant Radio. And I'm just thinking as we're going into Lent here, do you have some friends who are actually going through the OCIA process right now and becoming Catholic? Well, this might be a great gift for them when they come into the church at Easter. Uh, check it out online at RelevantRadio.com. And while you're there, make your gift, 877-291-0123, or on the Relevant Radio app. Join us in giving from the heart and bringing Christ to the world 